welcome to the Grapevine Society podcast, a platform for sharing the experiences of young people as we figure things out. I'm Sophia Wee-Blathketh and I started this podcast as I believe there's a lot of value to be found in storytelling and personal anecdotes. So each episode is going to be covering some aspect of our culture today through the lens of people who are going through it. Hi everyone, this is the episode starting off this way um, in this very casual manner because we're on Zoom again, we're in lockdown again and me and Ashley have been <laughs> on this for almost half an hour now trying to sort things Have out <laughs> yeah it's literally almost half eight. Oh god um so today we're going to be chatting about your instagram body positivity account you um call it your fat account i just too. call it my fat account yeah yeah which is something yeah, that's all i refer it to as my yeah fat account. and i want to delve into that more but first let's give a bit of background information for anyone who's happening to listen to this um about who you are (laughs) um where you're from what you're doing all of that um so yeah I'm just graduated from University of Leeds um in international development um I've got no real job at the moment I'm on furlough um not really got a plan for whatever's next um I'm from Croydon but live in Eastbourne unfortunately which is like the bane of most of my issues in life um and yeah that's it really and soon to not be living in Eastbourne anymore as well soon potentially not even living in Eastbourne who knows honestly I think my mum just moved house to piss me off just keeps going further and further away from all my friends but you know <laughs> so yeah we're having we're having a few internet issues um so bear with a us few. <laughs> just a few ashlyn and technology don't really go together but saying that never work yeah on my side it's not the best either but you know gotta make do so yeah let's talk about your instagram account i don't want to just corner it into like your Instagram account either because I think it's more than that yeah but, it, but I feel like we as in like your mates um kind of only can access maybe this side I would say this side of your life this yeah um it is like topic a from your account yeah, yeah we don't really no, it's, definitely. it's funny because we just touched upon the fact that we don't actually speak about it in real life no, we don't. Like, I don't ever think we've ever actually discussed it. No. Maybe when I first came out with, like, my first post or something, someone might have said something. But it's just not really talked about. And I don't know if that's because it's, like, a different side of me or if it's just part of me now that it doesn't need to be brought up every time we see each other. Yeah. But I, I feel like it was never a thing of, guys, I'm becoming a blogger, an influencer. This is what I want to no. do. It was more just, like, you had... A motive and you did it without having to be like oh my god guys I'm doing this now this is yeah I definitely never discussed it with any of you guys yeah I remember posting for the first like really late at night and I thought well I've written it so fuck it I'm just gonna share it and I was like if I speak to anyone about it like you guys I was like it's just gonna freak me out even more so I just kind of went with it and have kind of just done that with it I don't know I never like with all my other Instagram posts on like I call it like my normal account my just social one um 
you guys obviously pretty much see every photo I'm going to post weeks before and analyze it and come up with captions and all that kind of stuff but like I don't do that at all with the other one because it's scary it is scary um and I feel like for maybe we should introduce the Instagram account first so it's called I did it my bod wing right yes why did you make that face (laughs) yeah no it is (laughs) Well, I got it wrong. I was like, I I'm such a bad friend. I remember what it was actually called. No, it's because I couldn't even really remember what it was called. And no, that is it. Can you give um, the lowdown of what you you post on there? So I basically just post photos of. It's basically just my body, um, which sounds weirder than it is, but it's just my body. How people have always posted on Instagram you know like bikini photos underwear pics even like in crop tops in like stomach out all that but for me it's like just trying to show a realer side of a body um so there's no poses there's no you know stand in this angle to make it look thinner or whatever it's just pictures of me being fat and happy or sad with that as it comes um and then painfully long captions to go with each photo so yeah that's kind of the gist of what it is like mental health and body positivity is kind of the end of it and when did you start it it's been what like a year more no it's been like three years has it oh my god yeah yeah it's been going on three years I'd say it's when I first started uni it was in first year of uni and I've just graduated after four years so yeah long time oh wow I didn't even realize it was that long yeah, no, I've been doing it for a while now. Sustaining it. Thought I'd have given up by now, but yeah, <laughs> and still going. <laughs> so what were you thinking when you made, and did you know for maybe like a few weeks or a few months or even a long time before you made it that you were going to do it? No, like not at all. I, To be honest, I first, so it started as more of a blog than an Instagram account. Um, so it was like on a separate sort of, um, entity online it had nothing really to do with Instagram um so it was more of a blog so it was like longer pieces of writing things and the first one was literally meant to just be shared with my then boyfriend um I wasn't meant to do it I wasn't planning on doing anything with it at all but I wrote it um and it was just my way of explaining to someone that you know in in the day I cared about and wanted to know this side of me more so I wrote it as a kind of explanation for him and for me I think as well just to put some thoughts down on paper um and then before I even sent it to him I just had this weird like fuck it I'm just going to share it with everyone and then literally just clicked there on Facebook instead of sending it to him in a private message and that's how it came about so <laughs> I don't even I've, yeah done more since so. I don't actually remember that but like it starting out as a blog I feel like I must have like missed yeah, that because again, before. we didn't even chat about it as like a group. So like me and Ashton are, um, have been friends for years since school. BFF. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're in a group, a solid group of eight. <laughs> and we, solid group. <laughs> and it's, yeah, again, like something that has never really been like um, announced or like spoken about in depth apart from when you touch upon it in passing and refer to it. Yeah. We kind of just have this like on it's like this online existence and you know, we support you. Um 
by like liking and commenting. Oh yeah, completely. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this, like with you today is partly because yeah I think it's an important message and um, conversation to have out there but also for like me as well because I've never spoken to you or questioned um, you about it in depth so I mean first of all posting it on Facebook that long blog post (laughs) um, what was going through your mind because for me when when I first heard you say it was it was a blog at first I thought that's kind yeah. of that was like a safety net because it having it not on Instagram gives you a barrier from the people that you know in real life yeah definitely yeah there's also there's no pressure of the likes and the comments you don't you know you're not fearing what people are going to be commenting or um things like that and it definitely was a barrier because the Facebook thing who actually clicks on half the things that people share on Facebook Do you know what I mean so like I knew that if people were actually reading it, they were probably going to be people that were interested in that topic already um, and wanted to actually sit through and read some random rambles that I'd written down. Like, so it was definitely, definitely a safety net. Instagram can be a terrifying place. Like, but no, I just remember posting it and then realising, oh my God, I've just posted a ridiculously personal thing you know, something on Facebook that I haven't even talked to my mum about, I haven't talked about, you know, to family members that I have on Facebook. And all of that, like, dawns on me after I'd already posted it. Um, So I just shut down my laptop, I threw my phone to the other side of my bed, and I literally didn't look at anything for, like, three hours, like, afterwards. Is that classic? (laughs) It was too much. (laughs) That's the classic response when you're, like, exposing yourself online in a way that you feel like super vulnerable because you're sort of like preparing yourself for like an attack or even just the realization that other people have seen it even though you already knew by clicking yeah. posts or whatever that that was you naturally don't think out there yeah. until you've done it yeah like you know I then had people liking it and commenting on it that I haven't spoken to in years or like maybe I went to school with them when we were like five you know and I was like the more like people who were liking it and stuff and I was thinking oh my god I didn't even think that this person would see it or that like it would go okay. off to my mum's friends and mm. yeah that be, yeah so it was a weird it is a weird one to share that kind of thing like on social media so then how did it transition from posting it as a blog on Facebook to then being like I'm just going to post on Instagram well, well I think it was easier um writing a blog and trying to do my like my undergrad degree was there was just it was a lot of writing to be doing all the time Um, and also Instagram for me when I was younger Instagram was where social media like was really challenging for me it's where I felt there was no support um, for like body positivity and things like that and so I don't know for me it just suddenly became important that actually I needed to be putting what I was writing and posting on the platform that had been most damaging for me um, so it was just trying to reclaim Instagram as like a safe space uh, rather than somewhere that I needed to be scared of which I'd always been when I was younger so yeah yeah did you ever have like an agenda for it was it at first like this sort of maybe slightly like confessional cathartic or um sort of space where like you said you made it so you could it was almost like a 
form of letter writing to your boyfriend at the time yeah and to share your experience so they could understand but now I feel like it's turned more into almost like a space for building a community yeah there's definitely like it started out I'd say more for me um you know I wasn't interested in that sounds horrible I don't mean it like this but I wasn't interested in other people's feedback on it or stories or things like that I didn't even consider that other people would have like experienced what I'd experienced so I didn't I wasn't counting on learning other people's stories through it it was just for me to post um as like you say sort of a confessional kind of thing like uh I felt like I had to tell people this whole part of me because it was a huge part of me um and then but now it's definitely there's a huge community and I absolutely love it like I can't imagine not being involved in the community like some of my closest friends are people from online that I've never met in person and probably never will um and yet some of these people are my biggest supporters and likewise I'll always support them and there's this whole community that I wish I'd found sooner um, and that's definitely now why I post it's part of it all and it's encouraging to see so many other people posting same kind of thing it just, it's a nice it's a nice feeling to be part of that yeah and I think it's amazing how like you say you know you've met people on there who you're really close to because you know you share something yeah. in common <laughs> and yeah it doesn't it goes to show that you can still build um like sort of very close and meaningful relationships online through accounts where you don't have to be like a multi-million followed person yeah oh my god yeah or like influencer in the site like in the, the bio or something the reason why I find it interesting and I will actually stop when I scroll and I will read your captions is because I know you um whereas yeah. if from, it's more personal yeah I'm not going to seek out this information like personally otherwise yeah but if it's coming from you I'm much more likely to pay attention to your posts. And so it resonates with me more deeply than accounts with larger followings who I don't know personally. Yeah. And yeah, they, they will yeah. never re- resonate with me in the same way. Like I don't have a large following at all. And to me, that account is not about having... <laughs> having like a... Sorry, my battery's almost... You just dropped dying. off and I was like, oh, here, here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna plug my phone okay um, and then yeah so it's not about the followers for me at all it's more there's such a tight community and even if that's like 10 15 people you, you're right you want to you know the people that I follow on that account are people that I actually care about their stories and I want to read what they're posting and I'm not following them just because they look good or because you know they have all these other followers so I'm not just doing it for the sake of it I don't know how to explain it it's just it's a very personal account even though it's so public um which makes it weird I think yeah you're sharing a lot but in my head everyone that follows is a friend so it's fine yeah because I think it's as soon as you realize you're getting comments and you're talking to real life people or you have people in your like 
in your DMs, um, you know, messages that you receive. It's like that one-on-one contact, which can be so valuable so and probably keeps you going and keeps you posting. Yeah. Yeah. It like, yeah, the, I thought personally I'd have got bored with this by now. You know, I didn't expect to keep reposting and like, I thought the one blog post I posted, that was it. It was, that was my story. I didn't need to post anything again. Um, but it is. And every single time I post, I get at least four or five people that I've never spoken to really message and say that they understand what I've posted or they're thankful for what I've posted. Um, you know, people I had one class with when we were like 15 or, you know, a, a friend of a friend of the boy I used to sit with on the bus kind of vibe. Like it's literally so random these people that pop up and yet because of what I'm posting and how they're responding it literally makes you feel like you're instant like friends with these people like there's a connection and it doesn't matter how you know each other or if you've ever even met there's just like this common ground understanding you've both kind of got each other's backs in this particular area and it's really it's really nice like really nice yeah it's kind of like that feeling of knowing that you're having an impact on others and even yourself in in some way as well you know how much has it helped you yeah, it's a self-care thing when mm. I post yeah definitely like I always say like when I post something it's usually because that day or the last couple of days I've been feeling really shit about myself I've been having like a tough time with it and that's when I'll post more often um and it's just because I know if I post it there's such a comfort in people responding hey it's always nice to be like received nicely um but it's not just that it's like other people then commenting or messaging me saying I understand what you're going through and it's that where I'm like okay I'm not alone in this and that is like such a boost when you're feeling like you really really are um that's definitely why I post definitely I post when I'm down about something because the whole community then just ravels behind you yeah it's lovely and I feel like some people could you know classic trolls on the internet or just people who obviously it's like the classic thing of hurt people hurt people um could have a reaction and say um you know you're looking for sympathy or you're doing it for like this reason or that and all that kind of stuff yeah Yeah. so like all of that like every nice comment there's always a horrible one like always um and to be fair, it's usually complete strangers. Like, it's not even people that I even relatively know in real life. Um, it's literally just online trolls. Um, but, you know, it'll be, you're so fat, you're disgusting, or no one wants to see this. I'm encouraging obesity and putting people's life at risk and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm unhealthy, I'm this and that. Um, so it's either nasty like that, or it can be sexualized a lot. Um, and I, that I think gets me more than the nasty comments because the nasty comments I'm just like that. You know, that's how you think. I feel bad for you that you think that. Um, but the sexual comments are a bit, it's a bit grim. Like, you know, comments on your body because you're larger or because of this, and they think that by sexualizing you, it's a compliment, um, and it's not. <laughs> like it really isn't. Unless I'm sending you a photo of my body in a consensual way, and I'm you know wanting you to sexualize it it's not a compliment to sexualize my body if I'm posting a picture out of a sexual context um so 
I get a lot of that more so than I'd say nasty comments. Um, Do you respond? Um, no, to be fair, not usually. Nasty, like mean comments, um, I'll usually respond um, ignoring pretty much what they're saying and I'll just say, I hope you're having a nice day. You know, if you ever feel like you need to reach out to someone, please know this is a safe space. You can come to it as well, kind of thing. Um, and then they either get more pissed off. Or they <laughs> um, but the sort of the sexual ones, when it's from like clearly, we all get those weirdos that message on Instagram. If it's from one of those, I just leave it. But if it's like a person, some have been from people that I know of, or you know, had things with when I was younger, or something like that. Um, and I'll usually respond and just be like, look, I realise that you mean this in a complimentary way. Um, so I'm not taking offence from it as such. Um, but, you know, you don't have permission to sexualise me like that. Or if you want to make a sexual comment, don't make it about my body positivity account. You know, like, so it's just two separate things. Every now and again, I feel the need to say something about it. Do you, because I guess the vulnerability doesn't go away though, you know, that as much as you probably have like thick skin and like you say, you can respond to comments which, or messages which are coming from a place of hurt or hate and, you know, you can respond to them in a kind way or just in like a straightforward way of like, I'm sorry that you're having to message me like this. Um, Yeah. Does it still like get to you? Yeah, I'd say less so comments. It's more if somebody likes the photo and maybe they've never liked one of my photos before and I know them from my school or like they've randomly liked. Sorry, I'm having issues with this microphone. You can hear it brushing against your hair. (laughs) Yeah, so if someone randomly likes a photo, it freaks me out a bit. Um, So it's not what they're saying as such. I think it's just my own paranoia being like well why have they liked that you know and also I can see like insights on my posts so I can see how many times I've been sent to other people or saved or whatever and I don't know why I have that on because it drives me absolutely crazy when I see someone sent it and my whole mind is like well who's sending that to who like why is that being laughed at in a group chat somewhere is that you know someone's taken the piss this is being screenshotted somewhere and that still gets to me so it's not so much what people say it's more my own kind of paranoia I guess with it um is I still expect people to receive what I'm posting in a negative way and respond horribly to me um I think what's funny though is that is so comparable to almost anyone I know who also puts himself out there online which isn't in the sort of common way of like just having an Instagram account for your friends and like posting yeah. pics of like you and yeah, your well, I think at uni. anyone that like shares yeah anyone that shares like you know like you like your art or people that share podcasts and small businesses sharing what they've created and made and things like that there's always that vulnerability with it um and I guess yeah there's always an ex- expectation that it's not going to go down well when you've shared it and it can be embarrassing it can make you feel really stupid for posting these things in the first place and it's horrible but then that one nice comment that you get from someone 
just makes the whole thing worth it like completely worth it it's so um, true so I'd never not post it yeah like like as know? soon as you get that reassurance it's like reassurance it really is it is reassurance yeah because, which is a, bad because that's like it goes against what I'm trying to like preach <laughs> but um, you do still look for that reassurance it's that like someone says oh you look nice or someone messages like thank you so much for posting that and you're like oh okay that's okay you know I didn't offend anyone with that post I'm not upsetting anyone with that post it's okay it's okay like I feel like yeah it's it's reassurance on one hand but on the other hand it's also um remembering that it has a purpose yeah yeah exactly exactly it's why I it's why I post what I post and I think it's the same with a lot of people that post sort of creative things I'd say um you know you post it for your own purpose and it is it's then knowing that you've succeeded in that when someone responds how you want them to respond to it um yeah it's just it's a weird mixed bottle of emotions when you're posting yeah. something online especially it really because is. you post in a way which is I would say like I can't even compare it to me posting my art online for example because as much as that is a part of me it doesn't expose me in a sense of yeah. like it doesn't expose photos of my body or people like posts when I'm yeah. crying for example which is what yeah you know you post on your Instagram and like I for me it's like hard to fathom like for me to like pick up my phone when like I cry and I <laughs> actually I mean yeah I, I've I've never really done that apart from like once when my mom like dropped a tin can on my foot at Christmas and I was like, let me show you. Uh, Wanted to show everyone. What's just happened, yeah. Um, so like, I'd love to know like what no, goes on yeah. in, your, in your head. It's definitely, that's like a post Instagram thing. I don't, you know, before I made this account, I wouldn't sit and take pictures of myself crying. Um, you know that's not I mean you guys might have got a couple um over the years <laughs> um but you know when I'm not being dramatic it's not usually <laughs> the kind of thing that I'd go for um so it is weird because I have like and I talk about it a lot so like it's not a big thing but I have these like breakdown moments where it all just gets a bit too much for me and I do I, you know I'll sob I'll cry scream whatever um and in the midst of that when I pull myself together a little bit I'm like oh, I should probably take a photo of this <laughs> like it's just a weird <laughs> it's a weird thing because I'm not happy like I'm not sitting there posing yeah. like oh yeah get those tears in like I'm not in a good place but part of me is just like you need to document this because this is the kind of thing that needs to be normalized and if there's no photos of it and there's no sort of tangible proof of it then there's no point in sharing my story because it doesn't mean anything to anyone unless they can see what it is I'm trying to describe. And the photos of me crying are the things I think that make me most vulnerable online, purely because that's such, it's seen such an as attention seeking thing. Um, you know, posting a picture of yourself literally mid mental breakdown. Um, and that's scary. So scary because everyone I know follows this account. And it's not that I'm scared that they'll know that I cry, because, I mean, come on, <laughs> I always cry. But it's more the whole, oh, she's an attention seeker. Or who takes pictures of themselves crying? She can't actually have been sad if she was getting her phone out and taking selfies. 
Um, and that scares me and makes me feel kind of, yeah, just nervous to then post that kind of thing. Um, but what I've decided to post, though, I'm going to do it anyway, you know. You know, I scroll through my photos and there's like 20 photos of me absolutely sobbing my eyes out. Like, no one wants to scroll back and look at those. I'm like, oh, yeah, this time last year I was, you know, crying in bed. Yay. But like, it's mm. not. But I think it's important to recognize that we do all have those moments and so for me sharing the photos of that is just trying to normalize that we all experience the same kind of emotions um so it's i don't post them to people be like oh my god she's sad let me message her i need to message her and make sure she's okay like no i'm posting them because i want other people to know that when they're in that situation it's not always going to be as desperate as they seem like it's it is okay to go go that low and still know that you can be better tomorrow kind of thing without being a huge cliche yeah do you feel do you feel though that if you never got a response or you didn't get the comments or whatever on one post or something yeah do you ever feel like oh that didn't really resonate with people or like oh they didn't yeah they so didn't bother. I, I deleted a post once yeah Did you? i deleted a post once um quite recently like in the last few months um and it's the only one I've ever deleted like I tend not to do that but I don't know why this one just really shook me when it didn't get like a response at all um it was about acne and skin um and so it was a few selfies um, and videos of my face and it was like when I was having really bad breakouts um or when I was younger and had really bad acne um and I wrote a thing about it. Just didn't get a response. Um, and usually that account's quite consistent. I know how many likes a post is going to get. I know who's going to like it, who's going to comment what. And that's usually how it works. And this one just didn't. And it did. It completely threw me. I was like, oh, my God, I've taken it too far. These photos are too ugly for this account. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is a limit to what I can post. Like, I've just embarrassed myself. Um, I was like, this is just, oh my God. And I panicked and I deleted the entire post, which was just stupid. Like in hindsight, it was stupid of me. And I regretted it as soon as I deleted it. Um, because I was like, that's not why I post these things. But it did, that whole Instagram thing got to me. Um, and so I deleted that post. Like as much as, and I think you kind of touched upon this earlier, of like you're almost doing the thing that you're fighting against, but like, you have to use that method in order to try and find a way to yeah. like combat that very thing. I don't know, that didn't make sense, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, no, it does. It's such like a cycle of being online. Like, cause the whole point of my account is that we don't need other people's reassurance and we don't need to care about other people's opinions and all of this but then to put something on social media like well the whole point of what I post is that I don't need people's reassurance but then to post something on social media you are literally asking for people's likes and approval yeah. um, and otherwise why would you share it on social media you know I could just send what I write to you guys in the group chat and to my uni friends and you know but I don't I choose to do it publicly um, and so sometimes I do have to sit and I'm like, well, why are you posting this? Are you posting this for the right reasons? Um, or are you just going to get more upset if you post this? Because are you looking for likes? Are you looking for followers? Because if you are, it's just not worth it. Like, 
seeking likes from strangers is never going to make me happy. That's what got me into this mess in the first mm. place. Um, so it, you just have to know your own limits, I think, and your own reasons for what you're sharing on social media. Do you feel like with that, your confidence is, now you've been doing it for you know four years, your confidence has like, improved or does it literally just waver all the time? Oh, it, it wavers, but it's definitely improved massively and because of this account like hugely so and it's not just because of the account it's because of the amazing community that I've now found myself in through this account um yeah hugely confident I would not have posted the photos that I've been posting recently years ago ever like you've known me forever and that just wasn't me ever um so yeah hugely so but that also comes with like a huge pressure um I think because people expect me to be this confident person that's got it sorted um which is why I post pictures of me crying and things like that to show that even though I am now confident it's not always that I don't ever want to be someone else's I'm not at her stage yet kind of person um which is why yeah it's great to celebrate my confidence online but if I'm doing that I have to be real with it as well otherwise it's just dangerous you know what you've led me per- perfectly into my next sort of like question well, would you was, look at that <laughs> <laughs> if how like how does that then you know translate into real life and like your actions that you take you know on on a daily yeah. basis um it's difficult it's definitely difficult and I feel like the Instagram me on this account is like a different person in me it's not a split personality but it's like there's these two parts of me and if I'm doing something like counting my calories for the day the Instagram me is there like "Mm, shouldn't be doing that you know you know you shouldn't be doing that so why are you doing that and then I have to like take myself back a bit and I'm like I know better than this you know I've learned from this I've got past this um it's like a weird way of keeping myself in check is my Instagram um and yeah I try to post on Instagram what I'm actually experiencing in real life I do try to keep it as honest and as real as I can um but yeah some things I'm not sharing yet and but then there's also that line of I'm allowed to keep some some things just me um you know some stories some of the things I've gone through are just for me to go through um and it's trying to find that line of sharing and being honest. But then, I don't know. Yeah, some things are just allowed to be for you and the people that are closest to you. And that doesn't mean that you're letting down, like, an Instagram community. You know, it doesn't mean I'm lying to them. I'm not trying to be real. But I am allowed my own, like, own stories as well, just for me. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that you should never feel pressured by someone or have a set of expectations put on you because at the end of the day you choose what you put online and it doesn't because you've got a growing community or you've spoken to this person or that person that they should ever expect you to always post as you are or continue only saying positive things or like continuing to post in a certain way like it's always up to you 
and exactly. have the power in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I feel like it's all about that sort of, you know, balance at the end of the day. You know, it's the process, yeah. the journey. <laughs> like exactly, all that deep stuff is actually a cliche for a reason. Because mm. it's all true. Because it's it's knowing um, that exactly. you know this is a way of figuring things out for you yes it's a mode of self-care which works for you sometimes doesn't work for you sometimes and that's okay like it's not meant to be like this one and done thing like this is going to save um my life and everything that I um have known is just going to be reworked by this magical Instagram account like it's not I don't want to romanticize this it's not just like yes I blog and I get my feelings out there and I get feedback and that's why I'm like okay now like it doesn't mean that you know everything that you're going through is sorted suddenly oh absolutely not like really not I don't know what I'm doing half the time um and that's normal and so I just have to remind myself that yes I post these things online and whatever but that doesn't mean that I can't still be just trying to figure everything out like everyone else like you know it doesn't like you say doesn't save anything it doesn't it helps some days um but yeah it's not all the time like it's not a magical cure or a fix and it will never be and it's unrealistic to present it as one Mm. because it's just it's just dangerous it becomes that toxic positivity then doesn't it Mm. just pointless like you can't live every day like that at all I guess it's good to see it more as a tool rather than a solution. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a tool. It's an aid. It's not not the end game at all. Like, it really, really isn't. Uh, It's just a nice little stepping stone. Yeah. Um, And also, I wanted to, because we haven't touched upon this yet, but you always, um, when, you know, when it does come up in passing, when um, we're all together or just in real life you know um you refer to it as your fat account and that always kind of well at first it sort of caught me off guard but I feel like the word fat is being used more and more these days in you know articles and just like in you know the online world and I would personally but I would I I still am stuck in that mindset of like fat being a derogatory term that you shouldn't use to describe someone so I would love to get your take on it I think, to me, I call it my fat account. I think it started out me calling it my fat account because I've said literally since I was, like, little, like, when us lot first knew each other, I've always said I'd rather be the one to take the piss out of myself than have other people take the piss out of me, like, behind my back. Um, That's a horrible concept. Like, that shouldn't be how you think at all. Um, So for me, when I first started this account, calling it my fat account was my defense mechanism um so if I'd say to people oh it's my fat account and like you said it throws people it makes people nervous um but in my head it meant that if they were then saying to each other behind my back oh my god you know that's really fat in that picture whatever me calling it my fat account they'd then be like oh maybe that's not an insult because she's calling herself it kind of thing um so it definitely started as like a defense mechanism trying to make a joke of what I was posting because I didn't always want to be the person that if it came up in conversation in real life everyone felt uncomfortable around me or that I was like this deep 
you know, person that was just obsessed with mental health couldn't just have a fun time or anything like that. I didn't want to become that person either. So if I took the piss out of it a bit by being off my fat account, yeah, like people go, oh, you know, she's still Aspen, she's still funny, you know, she can still just relax and have that kind of fun. Um, but now it's definitely, definitely because I believe in reclaiming the word um, completely. Like I've had the word fat used against me throughout my life, like so many, so many times. Um, and that's not fair because fat itself is not a bad thing. It just isn't. You know, I'm ginger, I'm average height, and I'm fat. That doesn't, fat doesn't mean lazy, it doesn't mean stupid, it doesn't mean ugly, it doesn't mean unhealthy, it doesn't mean any of those things. It literally is just a descriptive word. Um, and so it's just trying to reclaim that so that people that are fat can be fat and can be happy in being fat, just as you'd be happy if you were short or tall or petite you know it's there's no difference in it and it really winds me up that fat is still seen as this like insult because it really really shouldn't be at all I still find it quite um I know why it makes people uncomfortable yeah I feel like we it's just one of those things which I only feel like his is recently being popped up and used in a way where it is just a descriptive term. Yeah. But it's because the way, you know, we've grown up and that we've seen it within culture um, and heard it used, you know, it's always been used as an insult. Bad thing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like it definitely always has. And to be honest, I mean, I'm sitting here saying it's just a descriptive word, right? But I know for a fact, if all of us were out for drinks one night, and what you turned to me across the table and suddenly went, "You're well fat." I still be a <laughs> bit like, "Sorry, yeah. <laughs> what?" <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I was still like, and I feel like everyone at the table would be like, "You can't say that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole point is that you should be able to say that. You know, you should be able. If you had to describe me to someone else, you should be able to say she's got medium length, reddish hair, you know, average height, and she's fat. So what? Like. <laughs> you're not saying anything else bad about like it's not it is just a descriptive word or it should be just a descriptive word um, mm. but I don't think we're quite there yet um, is is that something you got from the online community yeah yeah it's definitely something I got from the online community like I'm reading about it more um reading other people's like books and posts and blogs um definitely taught me a lot there's a whole world out there that I just didn't even know existed um and it would have saved me a lot of unhappy teenagehood years <laughs> if I'd found it a lot sooner um but yeah that's definitely something I've learned from them and I still learn something from them like all the time especially around like health and being fat and things like that like and the social taboos of being fat like it's weird it is really weird because I didn't actually realize it was like a thing Mm. I'd love to like and there's loads of people out there yeah and I'd love to briefly also maybe just as like an end note touch upon because I know sometimes on your stories you know you've spoken up about the almost I want to use the word like criticizing but maybe a criticism of the community in the sense of it's um inclusivity and diversity um especially in terms of race yeah no definitely like the 
So body positivity as a movement was founded by fat black women. Like that is who founded the movement. It was to create a safe space for fat black women specifically. Um, and in recent years, it's definitely become more of like a, a mid-size, I'd say, um, based um, for white people. Um, and they've sort of overtaken, we've overtaken the narrative of the movement. Um, and it lacks, sometimes it just lacks that sort of understanding of where it's come from and the respect that this community without being dramatic saved my life, has literally saved my life. Um, and I owe that to the fat black women that started it. Um, and I think sometimes that gets lost in the whole, I don't know, just the community, I don't know how to explain it, it's just, it's evolved into the, it's okay to be fat, but it's only okay to be fat if you're not really fat and you're white, you know, it's still, you know, you have these fit, fitness accounts and things that will post and they've got abs and stuff like that and that's great, go for it. But then, you know, they'll show, oh, this is me being real. And they'll sit down and have, like, the tiniest little role you've ever seen in your life. And it's like, I get what you're trying to do, but it's actually more damaging to the community of body positivity than it is helpful. Um, because you revealing those little roles that you have or that one little bump of cellulite in your thigh and getting praised for that, that's not brave to a community of people that can't hide their fatness and can't hide this realness that you just get to show in one odd photo um and so the people the very people that created the movement are becoming pushed out of the movement i think and that's just not right at all. i don't know if that's explained it at all <laughs> um, no i mean i guess like in a sense what i imagine because i mean i don't really i don't follow any of these accounts apart from yours yeah so are there sort of big name accounts you know the ones that everyone knows yeah yeah there's like huge um huge ones and i think i was guilty of this um before you know the whole blm movement i was definitely following a majority of like white cis um body positive accounts mm -hmm. and so i've really tried to like follow more um more diverse accounts so that my feed is now full of so many different people, so many different walks of life. And that to me is what the community should be. And now my feed is filled with what I believe the community should stand for rather than just a few white people that have made it big on Instagram um, and get to dictate the narrative, even though it isn't always just the stories that need hearing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's because definitely big names. Um, but I think they then sometimes get a bit lost in the whole influencer side of things. Yeah. You know? It's it's that layer of white Changes privilege which which gets you oh, always. Yeah, yeah. That exposure and that the views and the following oh, um, immediately than yeah. others. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then that's how they then become the voices of this movement. Mm. Um and the ones that everyone looks and, up to and think, yeah. you know, you're the founding yeah, exactly. member. and admires and, yeah, you started this. And I was guilty of that. There's one account. I thought she started this whole thing. She's not. She's over 
much decision. Um, and again, that's all down to just white privilege and you know, white privilege meaning that their voices are put on a higher pedestal. I feel like you've given me a really nice like insight into like how you know it's not just this one thing that you keep as like this online presence and that you know you you still have trouble with that you know it's not like as we said it's not this solution um and no it's not at all yeah and like how how do you feel about it like now even like having to you know like having this conversation with me and like having to like examine it almost like and reflect on it with someone else I find it and I always have and always will find it really weird that not everyone spends their entire day struggling with the concept of eating food um so to me, I, I can't understand that I would have to explain any of this to you. Not in like a horrible way. Um, and I'm glad that <laughs> you need, ex- you know, I'm glad that it's really weird because the community online is so comforting because you're not alone. But then it's really sad because you're not alone in it. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing where I want to find people that relate to me in it. But then at the same time, I don't want to find people that relate to this. I don't want anyone to relate to it or feel it at all. Um, So I'm always really grateful that you guys, as my closest friends, I couldn't really relate to in this particular context growing up. Um, And I used to hate that. I used to absolutely hate it because I didn't understand. In my head, everyone thinks the same as me. Everyone's scared of food. Everyone has to think about it as soon as they wake up and have to you know really push themselves to eat and to understand that they're allowed to do that um but I'm so grateful that you guys don't necessarily understand it to the exact same way that I do I think we all have elements of body issues and insecurities obviously everybody has that um but I think the sort of disordered eating side of it I'm really, really thankful that you guys have to ask me questions about it and I have to reflect on it because I wouldn't want any of you guys to experience it at all. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one because to me it's not, I don't know, it's just normal for me. Um, And what I post is just normal thoughts and normal this, normal that. It's not something brave. It's not something this, it's not that. It's literally just how I live. So... I sometimes find it weird that we'd have to have this conversation um, because I can't fathom the fact that not everybody's mind thinks how mine does. Um, but I know there's so many people that do. Um, but like I said, it's both sad and comforting to find that out. Yeah. I mean, are there any, I guess, like resources that, you know, have really helped you um, in, you know, wherever that may be, not just on Instagram? Um, yeah that you would maybe like recommend um I'm trying to think where I first kind of went to the charity beat are just amazing um before I was even talking to any of you guys about any of this um they do like online services where you can just chat to people um and they were really like really helpful it's just trying to find somewhere where somebody else gets it um and then because that takes such a weight off your shoulders 
um, knowing that you're not going crazy, that you're not, you know, something's not broken in you because you're thinking this. So many people think it and feel the same that you do. Um, so it's just finding that community. And there are so many online charities and organisations. But to be honest, Instagram in itself has come on so far since when I first went on it. And the community is just, it is literally life-saving. So I'd, I would say Instagram has, like, is my biggest support network when it comes to all of this and always has been. Are there any like accounts specifically that um, you would mention, you could mention? Oh God. Um, <laughs> In fact, if you yeah, can't remember so the handles, you can just... You can just uh, write it down and we can put it in the description. <laughs> but I mean, off the top of your head. Yeah, we'll do that. I, yeah. So there's Body Posi, um, Body Posi Panda. She's, um, she's huge. Probably one of the biggest in the thing. She works with like Little Mix and stuff now. Um, she's really huge in it. Her, she was like the first account that I ever followed. Um, she's very, very honest with it all. Because her, there's... Stephanie Boyle I want to say her name is I'll we'll write all these down yeah um but she's really big into it and she's doing a lot for BLM um she's a fat black woman and she's absolutely amazing to follow um there's so many and there's so many littler accounts oh I'll put the the handles in the description um but yeah I mean thank you for chatting with me this has been um, no problem. Even though it's More like a obviously a very, a chat, but... <laughs> no, but that's, that's like the whole point. I think it's nice um, that you are so open to like obviously chat about it and knowing that this is going to be put online somewhere as well. And like no matter like how many yeah. or as or how little people end up hearing this, maybe it will resonate with someone or even like just our pals. Like maybe they'll, um, yeah, you know, get an insight into like what's going on in your mind when you're posting these things because it's so yeah. it's one thing like yes you're being vulnerable in your captions and there's a level of exposure and like a level of um you know your own voice coming through there but when you're chatting about it like yeah. this it's you know going back to that purpose and that reasoning you're thinking behind it all which I think is equally as important yeah. to know and realize yeah definitely it's something which you know we could talk about so so much more and like go into depth on like all these different things and there's a lot more to it and we sort of barely touched the surface and maybe this was more just on like the acts of you know making this Instagram account and um what it means to have an online presence in this way um yeah but I think it was really useful and I I mean I definitely got a lot out of it so thank you so much A's well thank you no thank you for having it because I don't know it means a lot to me that you'd even have this conversation because a lot of people wouldn't um a lot of people are too scared to have it and too nervous to have it so yeah thank you it's made me feel more normal about it all because it's a such a big part of me Mm. and you're one of my oldest and closest friends and it's just nice to actually kind of share that without with you without feeling like it's something I need to hide anymore loved it (laughs) Thanks for coming on, Age. No problem.
if you found this episode useful or you enjoyed it and know someone else who may also get some value out of it then please do share it around if you want to stay updated and get involved in expanding the conversations and looking at different resources and everything that comes from these longer format episodes then follow us on the grapevine society instagram which is just at the grapevine society